Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to I'ma Let You Finish listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'ma let you, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. That's betterhelp.com slash I'ma let you, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What's up, everybody? It's I'ma Let You Finish on the Pantheon Podcast Network, show 107, with your host, Court and Amy. It's summer. I just had a birthday. I'm still in the glow of my birthday. Very Leo season energy. How are you? How was your weekend? My weekend was actually pretty good. I got out of the city for like a day and a half, and uh, that's always nice. And, you know, you're not at the age yet where the the birthday glow is like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I'm getting old. So... <laughs> No, I feel like, no, 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 no. That started this year because normally there's like a party. I didn't want, I did laundry and had takeout. There you go. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Wait, (laughs) I even did the cold clothes. You know, I'm really doing everything that has to be like hand washed and cold and then you have to hang them to dry. You know, I'm really doing laundry where I do cold. Because normally I just throw those and there'll be a pile of them for 19 months. Oh, okay. When I decide we're going to do the... The whites, the colors, and the cold clothes. It's like, wow. I throw everything. I throw I, everything in on cold. I was like, we are reaching for the stars on your birthday, Corey. Well, you're we a grown up. Good for you. For Welcome stars. to adulthood. You're welcome. All right. So, uh, Beyonce has a record out. Next. I love it. No, not next. All right. I'm going to ask I you. Love it. And I'm surprised how much I love it. I do, but I will say for me, and I don't care about all the hype stuff because I really don't read all of that in everybody's think pieces and I am seeing it everywhere, but it really, so much of it just reminded me of when I was going out starting as a teenager before I was Courtney from the music industry, like some of those textures and samples were so familiar from a really fun time in the clubs and specifically the black gay clubs of New York and bars and a time where clubbing was so different. And it just, those grooves brought me back and I thought she did a great job. I really like the artists that were sampled. I'm really happy for 
the young people that worked on this album. I'm really happy for Mike Q and his and his contributions. And so I think that um, it really is a love letter to her gay, her her LBGIA plus community, but especially the black gay. There's all of those references are there, and so it really. And I'm surprised because you know, listen. I've I listened to her records. I've always appreciated her working them. I always had a different approach, so I listened to the music differently. And um, this time, I just got to really en enjoy a record without having any involvement in it. And I have to say, I'm glad it was this one because it really kind of speaks to me in a way that I'm really surprised about. And a bunch of my friends too. We're all at a certain age, and those references for us, especially from going out, are so clear. And it. I think that she really did an excellent job. I love that she plays with her voice more in different textures in different ways, and I think it's a great record. I really do. I, I, it's, to me, uh, right up there among her best. All right, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here. The record sounds great. Of course it sounds great. I mean, there's never a question that her records always sound great, and it does have wonderful samples and i mean yes there's nine million people on a song but we know why that is i mean that's that's i'm not even going to get into that discussion it, that ship has sailed in terms of the construction of songs and it just is and i understand that um i will freely admit to being someone who has respect for beyonce who thinks she's extremely talented um I get crazy when I hear the legendary and the queen stuff, but she's not speaking to me, and I understand that. I understand that I don't need that kind of affirmation. Um, I, you know, people objecting to her being an, a capitalist, big surprise. She's a capitalist. She's married to a capitalist. We understand that. This is a capitalist society. I'm not even getting into that. My problem with this record, but I've realized this over the years, I love a lot of her songs. We talked about that. I love a lot of her songs. I mean, and we've listed them. My problem with this, and it's my problem with a lot of her records, is she just sounds, she sounds like she's, paying homage to the club she's observing the club but she's not in the club i don't her voice is almost too for me perfect for this kind of record i never get the sense that this woman is losing control now am i being unfair because maybe she doesn't have to she's not that performer, that that singer. So I think it sounds fantastic. So she's never been. So I don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, so, but it's like so. Then why put that stipulation on someone? And then, you know what I mean? Because well, it's like the, the, if there, there are so many artists that give you that lose control. She's never been that right. lose control. So right, which is why, percent. for me, this is my you know for me, the the. The band, this has been, the, the record sounds amazing. Yes, it sounds amazing. And there's some moments where she's really locked into the groove, but she always seems to be just coasting above the groove. And for me, this kind of music requires something looser than she is. She is a consummate entertainer. She is a consummate performer, I just feel I, I I'm hearing this record in my head going. Imagine if 
so and so and so and so 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 I think it's a very good record I think it's the record we need for the summer she's train spotting a little bit but that's fine um you know I too am sick of the think pieces I think that people you know it's just gotten to the point of me for crying out loud you can critique her every artist every performer is open to critique there is no artist out there from our beloved pet shop boys down who who has never made a false move this is not a false move this is a very good record it'll do well i just i just i I know she's not that performer and as i said that is always been my issue with her that's all i admire absolutely respect that and i respect your opinion but as i hear this record i respectfully disagree okay and i think that she made this record for her gay fans, and we all get it. We feel well, it. Well, not all of them, because I've read a lot well, of gay all, men. Well, yeah, yeah there's some, but yeah. I'm going to tell you, a bunch do. Enough yeah. do. The ones that were there do. Okay. I've read a lot of things, too, by people who are 20-something who weren't there. No, these are not so, 20-something-year-olds who are saying. Well, but let me pose a question hold on, to you. Hold on, hold on. You have to let me finish a thought, because you speak a long time, and then as soon as I start to speak, you chomp in on my, let me finish my thought. Thank you. So... For me, and just the people I know I've been having conversations with, my black gay male friends, friends of mine who don't normally even fuck with a Beyonce album, real talk. They're like, they appreciate her, but they're not like, oh my God, Beyonce. Which is really funny, because when I really think about it in my circle, I, I have some of my female friends who really like her, and everybody appreciates her, but I don't have the friends who are the stands really hard. And one in particular who I expected him to hate the record, because he normally has, he is like you. He will break, you and him can sit here, and, and, and there are things that I, I feel like you're absolutely right on. I know what you mean. It's like you want that moment of, in dance music, some of it is almost like, a while abandoned and those churchy vocals or just that really getting into it. And I think she does too, but these this record is like a ballroom record, which are also more call and response and chanty. So it's less that deep house, that dig all the way in. And it is like lots of righty grooves. But we appreciate it because it does remind me of a lot of those songs of the time. They weren't screamy, yelly. It was kind of ride the groove, four on the floor, a real moment and it just feels so familiar but in a fresh way and I appreciate that she did it you know because it's listen she's been making this is album number seven and to make something and really tell your gay fans this is a love letter to you guys because you've been there you know listen she's made the album where she for it's been a lot of albums for the ladies and it's been a lot of you know I want to teach you lessons of the world and political Beyonce which is great but I like that she just came and gave us a fun summer record. And I'm really overseeing all of the, I mean, there's just been every sort of fucking piece from every angle dissecting it. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's an album. You know what I mean? It's an album. Right. It's not meant to save the world. It's meant to make people dance in the summer. I, we 100% disagree. My, only my question is, all of that is true. All of that is true. My question is, if it wasn't a Beyonce record, would people be paying attention? It's, I, yes. all, of it is, all of it is true. I do what think you, they would because it's a great record. Okay, but all of that is true, what you're saying. I just, I, 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 you know, 
all of what you're saying is true. The production is great. Her dedication to her fans, which is, you know, the dedication to her uncle. All of that stuff is is absolutely true. I just, to me, just think that people are, I, I you know, it, this record would be good no matter who made it. Yes. To me. This record yes, would be good no matter absolutely. who made it. So the think pieces about Beyonce's, it would be a good record no matter who made it. Um, as she she does is viewed as this, you know, listen, if woman whose name we will now say came out with this record, well, she would be judged in a different way. But if woman who say, you know, starts with an M, ends with an A came out with this record, the the world would explode, you know. Because this is the record people, and she has a real claim to that to that um, sort of scene in a lot of ways. I'm, in terms of, I'm being- so mad at her because it's like, lady, the last time. That's why Confessions on the Dance Floor stands out as such a big moment in her career because she finally came back and gave everybody what they wanted a dance album which you are right you actually have the you have the crowd of the chick who came from She's the club the that's her crowd and, fucking, <laughs> and she refuses to put that shit back on yeah yeah well she may be i mean l- listen you know uh, we could do like a, the psychoanalyzing of what that woman does is like i said i do and not she's not recording new music right now she's she's Working on, you know, she did the deal to bring all of her music to Warner Brothers, and she's like, "I'm putting out, repackaging the old music for a new generation." That's blah, fine. Blah, blah. That's fine. I want a new yeah. album. Well, I want a million dollars. That's fine. She owes us nothing. None of these artists owe us anything. Madonna these- owes me a new album. All right. Well, <laughs> better. I would rather she owe me money. Um, but. All right, we agree, basically. I'm just not somebody who's like, oh, my God, you know. I, I think that Beyonce is not judged on, the, on the, the same curve as everybody else. But, yes, this is a fun summer record. Um, the beats are great. As I said, they should be. She, you know, she, I appreciate that she's bringing some people forward. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a really great dancey Beyonce record. And that's Fabulous. It. I love it. I can't believe I'm saying that. That's never, I just, I'm even, I was really surprised by it. I was like, wow, I really like this more than I thought I would really like this. I'm actually, and I sent her, I sent her a little note and told her. Well, okay, so uh, are you really, can you, I mean, she's your friend. I mean, you. No, she's you, not you're my in friend. Her, you're in her it's team, a, and that's good. A, and, it, and no, you no, no, her. we have a, we had a respectful working relationship. She respects you a lot, and that says you know something, I mean? too. Yeah, and, you know, listen, it's like, I think that she's really excellent. You know what I mean? I do, I do. Too. And I believe, and one thing I will tell people, through all of the things, love or hate her, all of the pieces that you read, I've worked with so many artists for a very, very long time. Some of the biggest in the world, some you've never heard of. And I've seen a lot of people that work hard. But when people say that she works hard, it really is true. Like, no one outworks her. No one on any of these things that she's doing. Like, no one. It's, I always wonder, it's like, do you sleep? Do you actually, when do you sleep? Because no one's going to outwork her. And, you know, there's been a couple of things that have been unfortunate. You know, we have, I guess, you know, there's the Cleese situation, which to me, I have sympathy for Cleese because I'm a huge Cleese fan. And her frustration with Beyonce, I thought, was unfounded because it was an interpolation. It wasn't, she didn't sample a song but it goes back to that situation with Pharrell and Chad and I'm like 
guys took all the publishing. Like yeah, for that every, you really surprised all of the me. Publishing. All of the publishing. I always thought I knew it was something with that she did not make money with that first and the second albums, which is really shady. Remember, it was really weird about how they didn't really release the second album in the U.S. I know, and put it I on know. Overseas. I thought and they. I thought she had some hand in. I that thought stuff. when we came to Tasty, the third album, which right. comes with Milkshake, I because she started at that point working with other. Other uh, producers as well. I thought, okay, they got her publishing together. Right. You know, because I knew that there had been issues with the first two records. But to realize that she got nothing. But, and, and I'm looking at them, and we always see Pharrell standing up talking about artist rights and artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, remember, <laughs> this is the same person with that whole Marvin Gaye situation that I thought he was quite disrespectful. It's like, yeah, I do think artists should be able to create, but that does not mean get to take it from someone else's work and just be like, well, I should also just be able to do that without the conversation to you with a big... Ch- like, those two songs were the same fucking song. I mean, you know what I mean? You're so talking I've, about uh, Got to Give It... Blurred up and, Lines. And, and, yeah. and Blurred yeah. Lines, yeah. And so that made me realize, it's like, right. The music industry, like, you and I, we've, we've, we could beat ourselves over the head with this, can be such a shady fucking business. It's like, people are, will literally walk around fucking someone over, and you see that person, and you know that they have... Such immense wealth that you're like, I understand want, always wanting more, but how are you okay with wanting more and knowing that a chunk of that is coming from other people that you just made sure weren't compensated? You three were friends, and it's like, she's thinking she's going to get one thing sharing the same. Here's a note to all of you young people who are getting out there. Have your own lawyer, your own lawyer. Never share a lawyer with your producer. Don't share a lawyer with your manager. Have your own lawyer from the beginning because friendships will turn business before you know people will be doing business and you will look up and not own your shit. I had sympathy for her because I could understand her rage at being like, Feeling like you're being fucked with because you she's been very vocal for a long time about this publishing situation and them taking all the money and her if she doesn't tour she doesn't make money because she gets no money from her records and so if you're going to keep being like we own these tracks and bringing them up and doing these things it is frustrating now I didn't like that she was calling Beyonce a thief in that whole moment I I I was almost give her a pass in that because. I understand when I'm mad, if you feel like you're being fucked with, you're going to say a lot of shit because you're angry. But that is so ugly because I'm like, dude, really have all this? You have all the publishing on three albums from her? And then I kind of remembered, and I don't know if you remember this, those Clips records with Star Trek, and wasn't there some shit... With them in money with the early clips work. I don't that, know about that because he really went he weird. went back and produced half produced half of the Pusher T record, so it can't be that much bad blood. Or they got it worked out in some way, well, but I, I feel like there was some shit with Pharrell that. is one of, another one of these guys because he has an age and he's got a cute smile that people think that you know he's like I, I am not discounting Pharrell's talent, but he's right. another one that just sort of people look the other way because he made happy. You know, 
Right. Uh, you know, he made. I look. I what makes me. What what bothers me about the Khalees situation and Beyonce has pulled the thing and we, I want to get into that when we discuss the other lyric situation. I just don't like and again it's social media and people are trolls. Don't attack the woman. Khalees right. is voicing Khalees is voicing the frustration of a lot of artists and a of a lot. lot of women. A lot of women in the industry who've been we taken got a, advantage of. We really. got. We got a lot of false sort of view on her because of her marriage and divorce with Nas. Um, I, I've interviewed Khalees and I'm not a huge fan of hers, but she is no dummy. She is no dummy. And then she got screwed out of a record deal. You could do an hour long, sh- two, a five hour long show of artists who've been, you know, record com- industry rule number one, that record company people are shady. I mean, but I just don't like the fact that people are attacking her and like oh she's nuts her husband just you know she's i think she went after beyonce and this is going to sound i think she did it because she knew if she went after the neptunes people go yeah she went after beyonce to make a point and beyonce can handle it sorry it's not nice to call names but beyonce beyonce will not you know lose any sleep over it but i think she she ain't thinking about that she's yeah i think what's the solution beyonce's a very she's a solution what's the solution Boom. That's her. She don't care about all of that other stuff. What's the solution? Right? All right. So what so what she did was they've now taken um that interpolation, which is just a lazy way of getting around publishing. Sorry. The interpolation of of that off. But and No, not always. Sometimes you wanna you wanna sing and you wanna do a part of your song and you don't want that other voice. You want it and you you're kinda doing that as a groove into something as opposed to putting another voice on your record, which is why that happens sometimes. Or you know less than um Yeah, in some cases I'm sure people are like, oh, I don't wanna pay for publishing, but a lot of times it's you're in the studio and you know like oh that little riff would go good. Well the here. verb got screwed on that. On Bittersweet Symphony, they got no publishing from that. Andrew Lou Golem grabbed all the publishing for a symphonic version of a song he didn't even write. I mean, well, he, he didn't Sting even write. Does, doesn't Sting have all the publishing on the Puff's big I'll well, Be Missing You? Well, that's that's how, you know, I mean, he could have just written a check to Puffy's fam- I mean, to Biggie's <laughs> family. That just shows how craven Biggie is. I mean, not Puffy. Bi- how craven Puffy is that he would rather have a number one song than actually do the right thing, right? He would rather, you know. All right, so there's the, what happened with Khalees, and then, so a couple, and I I want just to really briefly read this quote, because this quote really jumped out to me. So a couple weeks ago, there was an interview in the New York Times, a profile of Gerard Carmichael. Um, And they were asking him about artists and changing things, and this is what he said. Lizzo changed, and this is about the Lizzo song, Girl, where she was called out for an ableist lyric and and she pulled it okay or the word it wasn't even a lyric it was like one word this is a direct quote lizzo changed the song lyric and with all due respect to lizzo that's not an artist move that's a celebrity move she's celebrated and she wants to remain celebrated when you start getting to a place when you're changing lyrics that's not what an artist does and i think that's very interesting because certainly he's a comedian we've talked about like dave Chappelle ad nauseum Mm -hmm. comedians have a different role they do Different role, right? So mm-hmm. you and I don't like what Chappelle has said, but I would be very kind of. He has the right to say it. He has I the right have, to say it. I don't. Yeah. I, you know, I, I have the right not to watch, right? Like exactly. Has, I exactly. Feel like he has the right to say it, and the people who listen. I enjoy 
really fucked up humor. I have a dark, I can laugh at myself. I can laugh at gay jokes. I can laugh at trans jokes if they're funny, if I get it if, in the sense of, of being funny. My issue with Dave's jokes is they seem <laughs> less well, you, we've had that discussion. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, so, this, so Beyonce, so Lizzo did that a couple of weeks ago when her album dropped. And now Beyonce in a song has a word um, that is deemed offensive to members of the ableist community. Now, I'm going to, I think that we should all be happy that language and perception of language is changing. There are lots of other songs that use this word. I I don't know the woman, but I'm going to have to assume she did not use it in a negative way. And she pulled it. She pulled the song. She's going to put it back. I, I, I think that she did it because I think if Lizzo hadn't done it, Beyonce would have just said, fuck you. I'm just going to keep the lyric. I mean, that's my opinion. And I think that it gets back to what Carmichael said in terms of is she doing this as an artist or is she doing this as wanting to... I, no, right? because... No, I, I would say it has nothing to do with what Lizzo is doing. I think that um, she has a lot of fans and she has a lot of fans who have different, uh, you know, challenges and things. And she, I think that ultimately that becoming such a big story that that's an easy fix to make rather than just, there are things that I'm sure she would keep. She, she fights for her art. And there's certain things like, it will, will, it's not going to change my art if I change this one word. You know what I mean? As opposed to somebody saying, we need you to edit this scene, take this out. And I, you know, I, 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 I feel really question? I'm on the Sorry. fence about this. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, how do because you feel in terms of the bigger I'm picture? I'm thinking that words also have more than one meaning, and now you're coming and you're able to start telling people, I don't like this, so you need to change it. Because this means this to me. It's like, but that's not the only... It means this also. Mm -hmm. So if we're starting to say that, it's we're getting to the point where... People are upset, and you immediately have to change your art. And if you know, we we've talked about this with comedians, right? Stand up, like, would Richard Pryor be famous today? Could he be famous today? Because the shit that he said, I think so many people would be offended. Eddie Murphy, could Eddie Murphy be Eddie Murphy today? Because when he started, remember, he made the gays really angry, but the power was different to stop him. Today. People will try to stop you from being able to work or be like, you almost feel pushed into the corner to really defend your art. So we're starting to get into really dangerous territory of telling people what's acceptable and what's not. Now, I don't think you should be out there trying to say something to just offend it. But I also think if you're a person who's easily offended or you're looking for things to offend you, you're going to find the things to offend you because... There's so many things that people say, like, I never know what's the right thing to say anymore. You know my humor. I just don't even kind of tell jokes the way I tell jokes or anything, because I just don't know what somebody's going to be offended by or not. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't even seem worth it. Even on this show, like, you know how my I talk really, and all my friends when we're off here, and some of the jokes I make and the shit that we laugh about, but it's like, sometimes I want to say something, and I'm like, are they going to get it? Or is it going to be that was really like 
it's it's we're we're getting to really murky territory. Like who is the, who's policing what is right and what is wrong, and that is why in certain aspects. I really like that Dave Chappelle stood up for his art and he's like, I'm not changing it. And the people who love him still love him. And they go see him and he he stands firm in it. I don't have to agree, but I think when it comes to art, we have to start pushing back a little and not be cornered into somebody saying, this means this, when you're like, well, actually, that's not what it meant here. And the word has words have more than one meaning. I mean, she says nigga a lot on the album. Nobody was offended by that. <laughs> um, I just want to... I agree. My point was that when we've said that comedians have a different or have a different role, I just thought what Carmichael said was interesting. And I agree. I mean, it is we should celebrate. And especially since Beyonce allegedly literally went through a background check for all intents and purposes for everybody on this album, which is to her credit. I, I so I find it interesting that for all of the very careful and very um, admirable to make sure that she didn't have somebody who's been accused of incest or whatever on the record, and I appreciate that. Um, but it's I just a find word it, that she a lot in our community, right? But, so it's like people. No, I'm not talking about that word. I'm talking about spaz. That's the word. That's what I'm talking about. It's right, that's, but, it's used a lot in our community. I, until I did not realize, because I didn't when I when they were talking about Lizzo and the word, I didn't even know what the word was they were talking about because nobody would say the word, so I didn't know. Until this came along and I heard everybody, I had no idea that it was seen. I hadn't even heard of the ableist. I was like, what does that mean? And I'm a pretty smart person who's tuned into everything. I had no idea, Amy. I did it. I didn't realize that people were so offended. I didn't realize it was something as ableist were. I, not all, this is all because of this, that that is. And I'm like, oh, so maybe it's the same thing over there. I had no clue, no clue, zero. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's not considered. We do. I don't know what you mean, our community community in general. People do use the word. You know, we we use it. Unfortunately, frequently, there's a whole conversation to be had about pushing back of language. I just, I, I, my, like I said, my impetus for this conversation in a lot of ways. But I just thought it was interesting what Gerard Carmichael said: the difference between being an artist and different between being celebrity. And he was referring to Lizzo, so I don't want to put that on Beyonce. But um, I just thought it was interesting. It's just another it, 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 the conversation about what and what is not or should not be allowed. That's a whole nother conversation. I mean, and I do agree that we we have to find a middle ground between complete, you know, but, you know, um, I, I knew what the word meant. You know, I knew what the word meant. I'm surprised she didn't know what the word meant. Why? Or her, I didn't. Well, that does. Uh, Why? You didn't know, Why you didn't know just spaz? because she's Beyonce? I, I think of that word as like sometimes when it's like, you're going to make me fucking, I'm going to go crazy. I'm, it's, I don't think of it in terms of as a person with disability. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I've, ne- I, well, like, I I, I've never been I around mean, somebody who's used it. Which does it stop me from using My it? My thing is, Sadly, I've, no, I've never been around somebody who's ever used um, that somewhere. But I'm also in, in toward a person, become you know? Facebook friends with a, uh, a writer who's really interesting. He's a great writer um, who is... Um, part of that community so it's an interesting right. view of of seeing it i'm not saying i right. agree I, I we're on the same page in terms of we have to be very careful between being cognizant and being and censorship 
There's got to be an in-between. Her career will not suffer. She did the right thing. But I just thought, like I said, my impetus was the Carmichael quote, which I was going to bring up about Lizzo. But then mm-hmm. it sort of like doubled down on that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was just my my interest in it. I and to me, I, take- and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that quote up because I do think that changing that one word doesn't change the art. You know what I mean? If we, if we were talking about something that was really coming in and changing the art, that's where you really start. But really, that's the kind of change you can make that really doesn't... Is it annoying to have that be part of the conversation? Yes. But how do you do that? You respect the people who've come to you to say, this is really a problem right. for us. And I believe that she said, okay... I would not want you. I want you to. This it's record an acknowledgement. And this record is for you too. And I don't want you to listen and feel in parts really uncomfortable. So I think it is like it's it doesn't change the art. It's an you know? acknowledgement. Right. Yeah. It's an awareness. Absolutely. We should always celebrate people learning something. Absolutely. Listen, it taught me something, and now I won't use the word. Yeah. It's not a word that I really use that often. I don't use it really. that often. It, it's really, actually, really, but, it's, it's like a kid word, to be honest with but, you. Yeah, that's, that's I really just think, because how yeah, we use really that word. Yeah, it's really like a, a teenager word to me. It's like a word you use, like, as a teenager, you know? Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> but, you know, when I, you know, you know, you, you know more, you do better. You know Hopefully. what I mean? And, that's and the now, idea, right? Learning the whole thing about ableists, were, I had no idea, but I do now. So it's like, yeah. okay, that's something to actually absolutely be aware of. And I, and I try to be aware. Listen, something about getting in your 50s where you really do honestly start to look at the world in a very different place. And I just, you know, I, I feel like I don't have to like everybody's shit. We should just respect each other. That's it. And if you don't like certain shit and it makes you uncomfortable, I won't say it. I won't say it. I won't use it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's just to be... But I do be- think we need to be careful when it comes to art. Because this idea of like everybody being the art police, because you can't make everybody happy and somebody's always going to be upset. Right. All right. Speaking of canceling, a good form of canceling, mm-hmm. in, my, in my opinion, the Midtown Festival in Georgia, the upcoming Midtown Festival in Georgia, <laughs> which is a big event, a big, <laughs> a big event, has right. been canceled. The, the promoters have canceled it, not the politicians and in they have not issued an official statement but they have said that they're canceling it because georgia now has a everybody gets a gun and everybody can walk around waving well, the gun always, up and they've, yeah, they've always had the you know georgia was a gun state but now it's like you can just bring it anywhere and they wanted to have a rule where there were no guns allowed on the festival site and because of the new state law that went through it's like well actually you can and it's like what could go wrong with a, a, a bunch a of festival, drunk high people and fe- guns? A really. festival in Atlanta yeah. where everybody has the gun. Well, what nothing. could possibly go yeah, wrong? I, I don't know. I think they're overreacting, <laughs> don't you? A bunch of a bunch of drunk. I had to read that like three times. I'm no, like, I know. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Great Listen, idea. <laughs> I'm not anti-gun. I think there are too many guns. I'm not anti being able to have a gun to protect your family and all that. I grew up in a cop house. There were guns in the house. I'm not anti-gun. But this idea that everybody needs one and you need one everywhere is like, what? You don't need one everywhere. You don't need one in a music festival (laughs) that's packed full of thousands of people that if one gunshot goes off that you can't just go to the exit on the side it would just be an epic disaster it would be chaos and so i want to 
I, you know, we, I, I think we should all applaud the, um, because mm. the only way these laws are going to change is mm. through economic pressure. They were, and that's it. they were like, you're not going to ruin, uh, have us sued every which way, because this is right. the, this is the recipe for people dying and really horribleness and us being on the hook for whatever happens. Right. Exactly. Someone shoots something, the crowd surges, people are trampled. Ugh. So I applaud them for that. I am eagerly, eagerly looking forward to festivals and conventions taking the same stance with uh, abortion. I think that this, the only way to shut these things down is through money. All right. Someone, speaking of someone who needs to shut down and shut up, Will Smith, shut up. I have never, you know what? Here's my, (laughs) here's my issue with Will Smith. I think he's a, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Uh He just speaks that entitled Scientology. Like it's always about him. My trauma. First off, let's, can we have a, here's a word I'd like to ban. Okay. Trauma. Trauma is, are you like, are you giving me the high sign with your fingers? (laughs) All right. Trauma is when your village is burned. Trauma is when your father or uncle rapes you. Trauma is 9-11. Trauma is not somebody saying something mean about your wife. That's not trauma. Trauma is real. Not everybody has PTSD. Give me a break. It's a serious, real thing for crying out loud. So his apology was basically, he made it all about himself. He put the onus on. Wait, wait, wait. wait. With a bottle of his son's water from his Oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, Wait, not in a glass, untouched with the label facing. with the label facing. With the full lighting. Yeah. I'm not going to be shaved. I'm going to have sad eyes. Right, right, right. Because I'm so traumatized. The only thing I kept thinking is, I'm not motherfucking fucking ready to see you yet you're not canceled because you're will smith and we still love you but i'm still not ready to see you bye bye go make a movie that will come out in 2023 then i'll be ready to see you but right now that little publicity stunt and i love the part where he's like you know i reached out to chris but (laughs) but he's not reached back and he's gee i wonder why it's like why should he talk to you? And then right. he's like, and then I was really good friends with Tony Rock, and now that's probably irreparably broken. You I think? wonder why. I wonder you why. Think? You cold cocked his brother on national television. No. Yeah, Chris- international. Yeah. Television. I mean, Chris Rock has been handling this beautifully. I love that mm-hmm. he called him Suge Smith. I love that. <laughs> he's been handling this beautifully. This was another mm-hmm. one of these self serving toxic trauma apologies that was about him he never admitted that he really made him and was all about oh my life and my toxic just shut up go get audited go to your scientology classes it's like just shut up and make a movie and that's fine i don't want to hear from you because it's insincere literally while trying to sell the water because for his marginally talented son that was the first that's hilarious i know but Willow is killing it. Well, actually, I like Jaden. He does. I like. He does a lot of philanthropic stuff. I really. I like that with that kid. Uh, she's actually super talented. That yeah, Willow. she is. She's she really. Is. She's really coming into her own. But that little performance he tried to give, I was like, no, 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 no. And an interview <laughs> with no questions. <laughs> well, the questions from the internet. <clears throat> yeah, that he screened. <laughs> <laughs> Jada, find the questions that talk about my trauma.com. I, I just was looking at him and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this because I want to see the fuckery because you know me, I like information so I can 
make an educated thought. I hope you put information like, in quotes when you're talking about I him. I was like, <laughs> I don't care about what you're saying right now. I actually find what you're doing is a bit performative. Uh, and you're being very kind. And <laughs> I'm not ready to see you. No, and go away. Chris shouldn't speak to you until he's no. ready. And and for me, that ready would be never. Right. <laughs> Chris Rock owes you nothing. Meanwhile, Chris Rock has a really cool new girlfriend, and he's traveling the world, and he's selling out stadiums, and he's a hundred times funnier than you. So bye bye, Will Smith. Um, yeah, see you in 2023. Yeah, see you when you have something to actually promote, as opposed to your trauma. He is Wait, trauma. and the fact that his next movie is like a slave movie, it's like... It's what? Just, no, you're lying. The, the next movie is like some some slave movie. I'm oh, like... Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying... You know you I'm not... You might want to push that one, one next back. year and you find push a comedy. That. You better make yeah. people like you and yeah. laugh. Yeah. I need... Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I, mm-hmm. I have no comment on that. I have, I, I just have no comment on that. Um, you know, when everybody wants to get serious, it's like, I'm going to play. Do a slave sl- movie. Where I free everyone, you know. Or like- I'm going to do a movie where I have to play somebody with some form of disability or mm-hmm. who's um, autistic or uh, I'm going to put on a lot of pounds. Yeah. Or I'm not, like, we're going to de-glam me. Right, right. We're gonna going to look ugly to, yeah. and, and gain <laughs> weight. And so basically, you know, oh, he put on 50 pounds and of a you know, yeah. Bye, Will Smith. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, can I just say something? You caused a huge fuffle, bitch. What did <laughs> a I do? huge one. Last week on said show. What did I do? <laughs> You made a statement about who's going to want to go see Beyonce and her Oh, no, I've already rethought that. Let me just tell you something. The amount of texts and DMs and phone calls that I got of people being like, I do, and what? So Janet Jackson, Tina Turner, who did it until she wasn't... Tina Turner, Marjorie Clark called us up and said, Tina Turner, she kept waiting. Marjorie was like, I love you guys, but I kept waiting for... Hey, Marge, I kept waiting for you guys to... You know what? I was making a bigger point. My bigger point, it's not about Beyonce. People are obviously going to want to see Beyonce until they wheel her out, okay? My bigger point is that women are judged on a different thing. Nobody sits there and goes... Rolling Stones come out, they're 526 years old, collectively and that's just keith and mick and it's one line but every time madonna does something every time something it's always like the age the body the looks and that was my own i think obviously come out yeah but my point is that women are judged differently that was my only my real point about i was i had to be like guys i didn't agree with that like I, you heard me not to get there. Like, but I don't understand how she could say it. I, well, I was like, tell them to contact really, me. They, they really, I was like, tell them to contact me. <laughs> I, I don't all, need. They all listen. They've heard it. You can. I don't hit know. Her up. All right. So Courtney's coterie. Okay. Courtney's. If you hit our Twitter, it's going to be Amy responding. So get all right. there. Courtney's coterie of friends. Hi. How are you? Don't know you, but thank you for listening to the show. My point was about the greater impact the industry has on women. I also do want to add that I am 63 years old. I get very confused very easily and it's hot as fuck and I can't think straight. (laughs) It's hot as fuck and I can't think straight. It's getting hot in here. It is hot in here. (laughs) I am getting so hot. 
So I am. I would never, ever, ever condemn a woman for being old in terms of performing. My added thing is I'm sick and tired of every time a woman gets on stage, they're critiquing her looks, her age, her this. The fact that we are now talking about Lady Gaga being too old or this one being too old, that there's always replacement that drives me nuts. As a woman, you know, when you say, oh, she looks really good for her age, that is the most back-ass compliment ever. You either look good or you don't look good. Yeah, am but I wrong? you know what? People say... They say that to men because I've had people, it was just my birthday, saying that to me. You look good for your age. And I'm always thinking, well, what does that mean? I am what does my that mean? age. I am my age. I am age. my right. age. Really? You know what I mean? All right. I so anyway, age. Courtney's coterie of friends. Hi. Nice to meet you. I would never, ever, that the comment was not about her in particular. I just used hers in particular because we were talking about her. It's about the way women are treated. And it's so and funny because I was so stunned. I wanted to be like Janet Jackson. Jan- I could, because when you first said it, I was like, what? <laughs> well, I know I've been seeing, I still go see Madonna, honey. If Madonna put tickets on sale today, I'd be going to see Madonna. Mm. Janet comes to town, I'm going to see Janet. Right, but would Janet, how many comments would they make about Janet's age? As opposed they to... They always do. They, every article I read, they're like 56-year-old Jackson. No, no, every no, they article. have to do They have to do that because that's journalism. Has anybody said... Usher, whatever age. Usher's no kid either. Are they commenting yeah, they were- on his ability to do what he does because of his age? I don't, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I've never seen anyone go for a 40, I'm assuming Usher's got to be in his 40s. Yeah, right he's now. in his 40s. Yeah, right. Definitely. For a 40-something-year-old man, a father of three, he really still looks good and sounds good. No, I'm just saying women are judged differently. That's all. I mean, that's not, you're a smart guy. You know that. You know, I mean, we're, we're, we're judged differently. All right. Um, Nelly performed with Drake and Drake got COVID. <laughs> First of all, where'd they dig Nelly Furtado up from? I, I, was lo- like, I love her. I well, you know, like- Drake. First of all, I will give Drake massive credit. He is Canada, Canada, Canada. <laughs> he is Canada. I, I'm, I'm waiting for him and Brian Adams Canada to be on Brian. stage. You know, I am like... Drake reps for the Canada, and she, well, no, she's actually Vancouver, but she works at um, Toronto. I love Nelly Furtado. I mean, I've always thought she was great. Um, but yeah, they it was like a Canadian music festival, and he's up there, and blah, 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 and he got COVID. I mean... I mean, who hasn't? I'm starting to feel a little left out, and I shouldn't nope. say that. Don't, I'll say, don't say that shit out loud, honey. No, I, it'll I come, know. It'll come knocking at your <laughs> no, door. No, I know, I know. Like, come and knock on my door. <laughs> I've got you. COVID for you. <laughs> Very that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm sorry. But, yeah, so that's sad. But it's I, I do love Nelly Furtado. And she's somebody I would love to hear a record from. I would love to hear a record from. Because I think all her music is great. From her sort of folky stuff. Not folky, but her earlier stuff to mm-hmm. the Timberland stuff. I think she's cool. I I I like a I like a me a Nelly Furtado. I'd love to hear her do a record in Portuguese. Um, she did a couple songs in Portuguese, and I thought that was super duper cool. Um, all right, so we want to. Uh, I'm reaching behind to see this ah, to see what I wrote down because I'm trying to be. All right, um, let's talk about what we're listening to and then end it on a somewhat serious note in terms of I don't want to, like, say something serious and then go into, like, and now I'm listening to, you know, something fun. Is that cool? What are you listening to? Um, Don't say for some reason. (laughs) The only thing I've been listening to on repeat since Friday is Beyonce. 
literally. It has me, I just, it's been playing on a loop. Right before the show, I turned it off so we could tape the show. But it's been playing on the loop. Um, First album in a long time where I've just compl- just been playing and playing and playing and playing and not sick of it. First album in a really long time. Um, John Cale has a new single out called Night Crawling, and it's accompanied by a very cool video where it's him and David Bowie basically night crawling through the New York City life in the 80s and 90s and john kale uh founding member of the velvet underground producer of the first patty smith record of the modern lovers of the stooges the if you watch the velvet underground the guy who brought the avant-garde sort of drone sound to the velvet underground but also a great songwriter a great uh performer and he looks really good for his age and actually, that hit does. The guy's like 70-something years old. He has a full head of hair. And he's I've always thought he was like incredibly hot. But he's hotter than hot. Um, so, yeah, it's called Nightcrawling. It's a new single, which means he probably... He's the one who did sort of the definitive version of Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah. That's okay. his version in the Basquiat soundtrack that sort of everybody is kind of imitating. So I, I do like him. So he has that. So um, we lost... A lot of, I mean, death is sadly a part of life, but we did lose um, uh, the basketball. Listen, you know me. I hate the Celtics. I don't even like the city of Boston, to be honest with you. I don't like the chowder. No, I do like the New England chowder. I don't like the cream donuts. I don't like anything about it. But Bill Russell, oh, my God. I mean, legend is overused in that. Civil rights icon. Everything. 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 A, pre- a giant of a man. Just um, a giant of 11 a man. rings, right? 11 yep. rings. Is considered pretty much the greatest basketball player that ever lived. I mean, and, and you know, or certainly one of three. So he passed away. Um, and it's interesting. There was an interview, I think, with his daughter or his, yeah, talking about the racism they experienced. He experienced living and working in Boston and, you know. Um, so he's great. Um, Mo Austin, one of giant the, of in, the music giant, industry. right? Yeah, giant. I mean, when they talk about record men, like the mm-hmm. old school record company men, he was that like he, him, like Amit Erdogan, those kind, those right. kind of guys, those kind of guys. Uh, amazing. That years they don't make anymore at all. Well, they don't care to make it. They don't care to make it. It doesn't matter, right, as much. But he was started Reprise Records, Warner Brothers for years, and I never heard anybody say a bad thing about the man. If you look at a lot of Warner Brothers albums from the 80s and the 90s, you will see He brought Sire on. on. Mm -hmm. He was the one who reached out to Sire. He's the one who brought Tommy Boy on. Yeah, great. Great. So Mo Austin died. And I will, um, if you'd like to talk... Oh, and this morning... um, Well, this is Wednesday... The legendary baseball announcer Vince Scully died, the voice of the Dodgers, since Brooklyn. Um, Like, right? I think he's to baseball what Marv Albert is to basketball in terms of voices. For like 70 something years. Right? I know. And everybody knows that voice. Yeah, everybody knows that voice. And Um, the legendary Nichelle Nichols. The legendary Nichelle Nichols from Star Trek, who. You know, another icon who was also an advisor for NASA, like just a what? really, yeah, for real? like, yeah, to help, like, I want to say for getting more men, women and minorities into, like, oh, wow, that's very cool. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. She 
definitely was another incredible icon and like the these are like legends of the black community legends 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 rest in peace and also really sadly uh, a, a buddy of mine heather heather gray who um so many of my friends i have friends who went to i think she went to at Fieldston the school, maybe? Fieldston's a friend's school. Yeah. up. It's yeah. a Quaker school yeah. up in, in uh, Westchester. But, yeah, the Bronx. Yeah, and I believe with with a whole bunch of people, then other friends who went to Brown with her, and then she became a television producer years doing Divorce Court, and then she ended up as the executive producer of The Talk and just really a loved person, passed away, kind of shockingly a little bit over the weekend and she's really loved by a lot of people and I can just still hear her laugh and see her laughing at my dumbass jokes and thinking that I was funny so rest in peace Heather we love and we miss you it's been a heavy been a joyous and heavy last couple of days you know what I mean celebrating another year of life but then losing lives you know, it just shows you how fragile and, and and short life can be. So everybody, please take care of yourselves out there because we love you and we want you around. Uh, be I careful of the Miss Monkey Pox, too, because that's doing a show here in New York. I just wanted to mention also the actress Mary Alice, the actor Mary Alice passed away as well. Oh, my God. Mary Alice played everybody's mother. Everybody. If you she, were black she, in movies <laughs> from the... Like, she played everybody's mother. I love Mary Alice. One of the Sparkle. best. One, one of the best. Um, and she was the original Rose in Fences. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of the better Law & Order episodes with the crackhead granddaughter who's stealing all their stuff. And she played. <laughs> no, she was great in that. She played, no, right? she was That's her, great right? in that. And it was her. <laughs> no, the crackhead daughter who steals all her shit. Um, it's like Mary Alice was somebody who was playing people's mothers young. She just gave you that. Yeah, she was 25 years old and playing your mother. It's like, wait a minute. You're not that old. No, she just had that regal motherly thing. She looked looked very settled. And she -hmm. she had gravitas. So a Uh great, great actress who got her start in the theater and and achieved success in theater, in television, in film. So yes, uh, rest in peace to her as well. Um, all right, on that somewhat depressing and yet oh, so we we need to kind of rest in something. Um, we're a little we're we're it's been uh we're hot. And so we know it's what, yeah. and we know no go, 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 go. So this is what we're gonna do, guys. <laughs> we're gonna give you one more show next week. More show next week, and then we're done for three weeks. And we'll be back week the like after Labor Day. Because we figured some of y'all are still catching up on shows and we need a little bit of a vacation. And so we figured three weeks off would be a good period off. So we're going to have a shorter show next week uh, where we probably like just we're going to focus on. Well, that'll be a surprise, but get into it. You'll it's going to be from ca- Connecticut, and my right. I, I'm a, mm-hmm. I have to bring everything. We have to. I'm going to have to lug all my. Oh no, I can do it yep. off of her computer. No, or 
we can talk about that offline because I have an idea. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yay! Hercules! 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 Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I really this, do love see, that I just wanted, I thought you saw, saw my note because I hit you back to say, actually, we should do one more show. No, no, I didn't go. see it. Yeah, I responded to, to one of the notes the other day. Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is us, kids. This is us. Um, so, yeah, you know what the deal is. We're going on a vacation because you know what, kids? We're tired. <laughs> it's like, okay. and, you know, Amy's class is going to be starting up soon. So everybody needs their moment of a little bit of summer. So you know well. what it is. <laughs> we'll still be on all our socials, though. So, you know, oh, you yeah, can yeah, always yeah. communicate with us there and all of that. And you know what that is. Catch us on Facebook at I'm Gonna Let You Finish. Catch us on Instagram at I'm Gonna Let You Finish NY. On Twitter at Finishima. On YouTube now, on Pantheon Podcast YouTube page. And then you'll find us there in the video section. And um, yeah, remember to tell a friend, like, share, post, discuss, yell at us through the television. Do whatever you feel like you need and to do. And if you're a friend of Courtney's, I'm really like very nice. I'm a really nice person. I volunteer at a church. I'm a mother. I'm a grandmother. Please talk to me. I'd like but to talk to But none of people. that matters when you slight the queen bee to the kids. <laughs> oh, please. See, it was Which not you, slicing. No, it was not no, it really was. It wasn't to comment on a commentary on how women are treated, but there's so many women who've broken that barrier who are like, fuck that and out there doing their things. And I think think like Tina Turner. Beyonce will do it until the day she decides to say, this is it, kids. This is the last tour. This is the last one. I think she will always have well, people show up. especially if you put out a dance record in your 40s, you're going to have to go out and tour on that, and she can deliver that. Oh, that is the one thing. I'm ready. Come on. Announce the tour, because you can't have this kind of record. And then say, and we're going to do an at-home, a living room concert. I'm going to do it. No. This is a... A tour record. Because this is a communal... Everybody, like that kind of energy is going to have everybody moving their bodies. This is a tour record. I'm ready for it. But you know what I'm ready for? Pet Shop Boys. I really want to see them this time around because the fact that I have never seen that is crazy. That yeah, I've I would. Seen. I mean, if I were in charge of yanking gay cards, I would yank your gay card. It's that. like, I mean, I don't you, know. You said you've seen them like four times, right? Four times. I know. And none of them for professional purposes as a right. civilian. Right. You're like, no, I'm going to this show. No, I mean, I got in for free. What right. are you, crazy? Right. I didn't yeah. pay for it. But I did, I did, I did, um, yeah. Well, like I said, start working your contacts. I'm, I'm going to start, like, groveling or groveling. I'll grovel. That sounds better than grovel, right? I'll grovel. No, it's like, I'm going to... Dear Black Jesus. No, Black Jesus is not going to help you with the Pet Shop please, Boys. <laughs> please help me with Pet Shop Boys. No, you're going gonna to gonna have to go much harder than that. <laughs> Listen. Black, Black Jesus, Jesus will get you Black Beyonce Jesus tickets. <laughs> I don't, like, Beyonce tickets is a, usually I get an email being like, what night do you want to go? Yeah. That's, that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're going to have to. <laughs> I told Jesus you I have four, four acts that I am going to finally break down and pretend I actually have some clout. Roxy Music, though, I have seen them before, so if I don't see them, I'll be fine. Pet Shop Boys, I would love to see them, but I have seen them before, so I won't die. Harry Styles, but I think I might. And there's somebody else. Who else is? Oh, Throw My. 
and Stromae. Who's coming to Brooklyn? No, he's coming to MSG. Oh, it's Madison? He's doing MSG in November, so I have a moment. uh, Okay. You finally saw the light on that. Finally! I don't know why it took me so long. Because you're you. one day, (laughs) for some reason, I was scrolling past some of his shit. I was like, you know what? Let me just give him another try. And then I'm, suddenly, I'm patting myself on the back. Here, can you hear me patting yeah. myself on and the back? And suddenly, I was like, "Oh, I, yeah, oh, this is fear." Maybe Amy knows what mm-hmm. she's talking about. Well, no, you don't. Once in a while, but this is no, you don't. Like <laughs> you, you, you told me that. Uh, no, I'm only kidding. No, you did because you were really into him, and I was like, "I don't know, I don't get it. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird." But I honestly, sitting there listening to him, was like, "Yo, he's really dope." And I yeah. like his voice, and these songs are really good. He's got some. And really he doesn't. Good- and he sings in foreign language, which is your yeah. bells and whistles yeah. foreign language. You know That's me. you. <laughs> and, and then when I watched the video of one of his shows, I'm like, Whoa. oh, right? Questionable vocal, even though I no, like he his doesn't vocal. have questionable vocal. But you know, I just mean because he's got a weird. He's one of those yeah, people who has a weird, weird voice. No, so you but have the to, full but he can really sing. Full but it's production. like full. I was like, oh, theater. Okay. It's yeah, theater. Full on. It's full on. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'm into what you're giving. This is a full situation. Yay, it's very I'm very happy. I've, yeah. I've done my work. I've done the yeah, Lord's work here. <laughs> it's really, really good. I All mean, right. Does anybody have an album coming that we're excited? All right, so Beyonce's dropped that one. We we know what we're getting. It's here. Who who else was left that was supposed to be coming this year that we were Nobody. excited about, right? Hopefully Robin. She said one was supposedly coming. Yeah. And summer would have been a perfect time. Maybe she's going to come into summer early. Well, you don't put out a dancey kind of record if Beyonce's dropping. That's the lane that gets, I mean, come on. I I haven't been in the business called show for that long, but I do think if like a meteor is hitting the earth, you don't decide to set up a sandwich shop. You know what I mean? Well... The thing is, but she's Robin, and Robin's audience is very specific. And I think if Robin dropped an album, it doesn't matter if Beyonce had an album out there, because it's Robin. Yeah, that's true. And we're all going to be like, ooh, Robin. You know what I mean? We can listen to more than one album. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think Rihanna will finally drop. No, never. You don't think it's happening? Never. (laughs) And I don't care. You're like, she's making lipstick and shampoo, honey. She's She's like... Lipstick and shampoo. No, honey. she doesn't have. It. She never has to release a record. I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. She's 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 never, never, never. And I'll be wrong, of course, but I'm just going to say never. Why? She just had a baby. Let her be happy. Right. Is John Kell coming with an album? Was this yeah. single a six? So yeah, he'll be coming. Are you excited about that? I like him. I like him a lot. I don't get excited about anything really. Right. I mean, not in that way. I mean, I'm excited because I think he's a great artist and it's always interesting and he's a fantastic artist live. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to... I just want to make it through the summer without getting sick and, and having a job. How's that? That's right. where I'm at. Um, right. All right. All right, kids. Well, You're... you know what? Maybe you'll see us next week if we can't get it recorded. Or we'll hear us. <laughs> You're <laughs> seeing us. We're. I'm a little afraid. I'm looking around. Who's right. in my bedroom? Right. <laughs> And if not, we'll see you right the week after Labor Day. All right. It's a, it's a push and pull. It all Take depends care. on how we're feeling. All Take right, care. kids. Take care, everybody. See you next week. Bye.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.